Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm starting then. Same things. Going. Craig's already going. All right. Hey, Brad, what time is it? I don't know. Nick, what time is it? It's 1130. On the money. Crazy. Okay, what was that? I don't know. (sighs) Anyway, we were talking. It's been a day. (laughs) (laughs) Next week's already got me tired. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Yes, it is. I've seen that before, and I love that picture because it's entirely accurate to today's. Not today being 2020, just life in general in the modern world. I'm always like, hey, it's almost the week, uh, but that means it's almost next week. And I just get <laughs> immediately down. On a positive note, Ken was talking about killing people in a video game <laughs> before we started recording. Um, Sorry, I'm, I'm writing some stuff down that I wanted to make sure that I have ready. Uh, you're good. I can, I can fill the air. So... Uh, <laughs> Or Brad could do it also. I mean, I don't. I don't want to say that he doesn't talk much, but well, he doesn't talk much. He doesn't talk much. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Ken Ken made a comment. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna build off of his stuff that he said off mic, and then he can come in when he's ready. Um, but Ken made a comment about how uh, Call of Duty, the multiplayer ass side of it. Um, I almost said aspect. I didn't mean to say multiplayer ass. I was gonna say aspect, and then I changed it to side. <laughs> the multiplayer side of it. Um, has has shut up has <laughs> I say shut up Rude. so aggressively when we record and it Rude. makes me feel like an asshole. Uh, and you know what, Brad can talk all the shit that he wants about multiplayer, but he unlocked the fucking Ram Seven through multiplayer, so I don't want to hear his bitching. And it took like, it took maybe an hour, so don't even try and be like after like seven took matches longer than an hour. I don't sir. I don't think so. I don't think it did. You think it that did. because we went into Warzone after that and then played into the evening. Um, I I will admit that it it felt good constantly having a positive kill ratio mm-hmm. because there wasn't one match in there where I had less kills than I had deaths. However, there was a whole bunch of not fun chaos. Ken <laughs> um, made a jeez. Ken made a comment that on the multiplayer side of the game, there's a playlist right now. There's twenty four seven. Uh, shipment and shoot house so if you don't know what those maps are shipment is this tiny little square that's like Nick, Nick the size of a room me. but they Nick still put audio just died. Oh, there he is. they still put uh, normal levels of players in there um, 
shoot house is a little bigger, but it's still uh, chaotic because it is a smaller map. But Ken made the comment that uh, what he's learned, we both said that we loved shoot house um, and he doesn't mind shipment, but he learned on shipment because he's trying to unlock stuff for his new light machine gun. The Bruin is that you can't use a light machine gun. My comment was going to be, uh, from what I've seen, the only way to use a light machine gun is to just find a corner, sit there, and then wait for the enemy spawn to be in front of you. And then you just hose people down like an asshole. That is a part like of the game asshole. that I am not good at. I am way too impatient. I, yeah, I can't. I can't sit there. Like when when we hide out on top of a building or some shit, I die on the inside. It kills oh, me. I don't know if you've noticed it. I'm always running around on the building. I'm looking at all sides because I like I know oh, I yeah. don't want to run away from you guys. <laughs> and and, and but this I have is to why... be doing something. This is why we're we're opposites because I'm the guy that sits on the roof with the sniper rifle and dies to the zone because he was too busy trying to shoot the guy. <laughs> but that, that's also why I run off by myself though because I like get looted up for me, and then usually Ken is running off with me too. But Brad especially like the loot boxes in Warzone make noise, so like we can be running and it happened tonight. Like Brad and I were playing and I ran past the building. I'm like, there's boxes in that building, and Brad's like, and it sounds like they're upstairs. So I'm gonna go check. Yeah. And Brad, then I are you lose is is Nick dying for you too? God damn it! No, really? No, I've heard him. Is he dropped out for a good like twenty seconds there? On yeah, that? he he was good on my end. I killed. I'm shutting. I'm shutting the Wi-Fi off on my devices. Um. But it I might would... be me too, because I have I have a couple extra things open. So they yeah, I think it's on your end. Because but... he he was he was fine for me. I heard all of it. I was I was running for a secure uh, contract because we'd already done one, and I was like, let's go get this one that's on the edge of quarry. It's outside zone, but it'll probably bring us into zone. And then we ran past one of the blue buildings, the, the like the long ones that got the one entrance up top through like the ladder and the little metal catwalk, and. Um, I ran past and I could hear the chests and then Brad was like, I'm going to go in there. But Zone was going to be closing soon and Quarry is dangerous, so I really just wanted to get that stupid contract. So I kept going. And then I grabbed the contract and by the time I had made it over there, looted a little bit on my way like for ammo and stuff. Like I didn't open chests, I just ran inside buildings and grabbed stacks of ammo. And I grabbed the contract then Brad's like, alright, I'm going to go to the roof and parachute off towards you. But he's like 300 meters away, so <laughs> that roof is not that tall. So I, I went back and, and we, we caught up and we, we went off. Um, but yeah, I think that's why I run off a lot is like um, I get looted up and then I need to find something to do. I either need to make it towards a contract or go do the objective of our current contract or follow gunshots or if I saw someone like go for people. I have such a hard time playing cautious and also uh, just sitting still. It's it's something I've never been able to do in Call of Duty the the only time I've done well with it is when I it, when I would play with my brother online and we would do like search and destroy and that that hurt me a lot to do because I didn't want to just sit there but I knew when I ran around I cost us the game so that my first few matches I would do terrible and then eventually I would teach myself to be less sprinty I still wouldn't be able to sit in camp essentially um but I did better that way. That's also why I'm not that great at Rainbow Six Siege. I've tried to play that game. It's pretty fun. But you have to be able to, like, just kind of chill and protect a place. Even when you're attacking, you got to do it in a slow, cautious manner. 
because so many people have so many different avenues that they've learned they can have line of sight on you from. I can't fucking do it. I just sprint around and die. I still think the most fun I had in a Warzone match was the one time you guys ran just a little ways down the road off after we were on a building and you guys were shooting because like everybody decided to converge on that spot for whatever freaking reason. Mm-hmm. So you guys were shooting shit up and I was sniping the guys as they were running up. And like, that was, that was like the perfect mix of everything. It, I, uh, the, the, the match, some of the, one of the matches that we played the other day when you two were, were dead and I got myself out of the gulag. And uh, so it was just me, and so I grabbed the most wanted and then hunkered down in that, like, school building. Uh, I was so proud of myself it, because I, I hunkered down in there. I was decently equipped up, uh, and then and then people start converging on me because, you know, hi, I'm most wanted right now. So I get into a corner. I throw a C4 up on the wall. Dude comes in. I blow him up and, and finish him off. And then his, uh, <clears throat> uh, then his friends just like nope, and then runs away, which I think was super <laughs> fun. So finish the contract, and then each of you ends up. We all end up like fifteen hundred fucking meters away from each other. Uh huh. When you guys respawn, and so I'm going to get to you, and then I run into a full fucking team. Yeah. And I take out two of the guys, and then the third one gets me. And it's like, well. But we were doing the thing. Like, we're all, we're, like, we're in a team. And the shitty thing is, Brad and I showed up literally, like, at, like, we were pulling up the road as you had the last of your health gone. Yeah. Um, because we jumped out and I instantly, like, parkoured up onto a roof. Brad started shooting at the guy and the guy downed Brad, but I popped him, like, once and he went, he went down and died and team wiped because you had killed the other two. And then I popped Brad back up and we took off uh, to go res you. But then I'm pretty sure we almost instantly had more issues. And I think we resed you, Brad and I died, and then we lost because you were in hell by yourself. Uh, Was that the one that I dropped the fucking cluster strike and it killed me? Was that the same match or was that a different one? Oh boy. Yeah, that's that's no bueno. Hi, hi, hi. Yeah, it's definitely your end because you just you just died. Hmm. I just wonder what the fuck would be caught. Like, man, you shut shit down. You have way better internet than I do. Computers make me sad. <laughs> I think it's more your I think it's more your interwebs than your computer. Technology makes me sad. Agreed. That's fair. I can't say that. This TV made me pretty fucking happy today. <laughs> <laughs> it's so skinny. I know. It, I was I was giving shit to Braden because he was trying to move his his like he he had we it's we all like there's only one TV in the house that isn't an LED one mm-hmm. and so I mean you could pick those up with a fucking pinky I mean they're so fucking light I uh, like Braden was trying to move one and he was like struggling just to like shimmy it and I'm like come on kid you 
be glad that you were not there for the fucking tube type TVs that weighed 900 pounds for a 20 inch. Yeah, no kidding. Like, it, it was, it's so, it, I think about that every time that I have to move one of these TVs. It's like, oh, God, thank you. Thank you for LEDs. Oh, this yeah. This is amazing. Well, and, and even the, the plasma TVs were, were horrible. Like, the we the one Tater had in her room that was our old living room one, that thing probably weighed as much as a tube. It was freaking heavy as shit. Now, I think the worst TV <coughs> that we ever had was uh, I had a, a projection screen one that my mom bought, and then, uh, then my brother had it, and then he got a new TV, and I had a tiny TV at the time, so he gave me it. And that thing weighed a metric fucking ton. And that it's it's last straw because after I got a new TV, Amber's TV died, and so we got it over to her place, and then it blew up. Like six months after she got it, like literally smoke coming out of the back because I think the bulb exploded. Jeez. And those are like two hundred some bucks to replace too. They're they're like a headlamp type that you can't touch it because the oils on your skin will will make it burst uh when they when they superheat fuck it that but that thing if you would have dropped it on on an elephant it would have fucking killed it like no contest yeah that's that's no kidding why are we losing nick again i i wasn't talking Uh -uh. oh but Brad was talking and you weren't, so I felt like I was in bizarre <laughs> world. You know, I'm I'm writing an email. I'm sorry, I'll stop talking now. No, no. <laughs> bizarre world's fun sometimes. It's just I, you know, it never happens when you expect it. So, I I I've been. <sighs> I, I almost feel obligated after how much work I put into you to getting that stupid Bruin unlocked that I'd have to use it a lot now. See, you, and, you, you say that, and and then I'm over here thinking about the fact that Brad and I each dropped 20 bucks on a character skin, <laughs> and I built a class with the two guns that came in it, and I'm feeling obligated to use those because it's, it's the Growl and the Finnick, so it's not horrible yeah but i'm getting beaten gunfights which makes me feel like i'm not going to use those guns very often anymore the 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 fennec is a great gun in the right circumstance like if you're running around in a small building and you come up on somebody that's in the same building it'll fucking shred them that's that's the only times i've been using is i switch to it if i'm like out of ammo and i'm sprinting up to somebody um but there's a couple out there that can apparently beat it, and maybe it's just the build that's on this Finnick. Because um, there, there was once today. It was um, Brad and I were on a roof, um, like right across from the Triangle Building, so they had the upper sights on us. But we were there. I think that had to have been the team that was hunt- hunting us. Was the ones on the Triangle Building maybe? Um, because we were being hunted and it started off in orange uh and then they like instantly uh like brad and i were up there there was nothing going on 
we started getting hunted and then like 30 seconds later brad got sniped from over there in the back then somebody brad said he heard a parachute and somebody came up one of those zipline ropes um so i shot him downed him he crawled off the building like a crazy person and died um so then i was looking down for his buddy and then I heard a parachute coming in, and I was like, that guy's already respawned, he's coming back. So I go to look up at that, and then by the time I look down, I see the glint of a sniper scope, and I move just in time um, to only get dinked by him and not get downed. Because the guy, they had downed us a couple times before they parachuted over. Um, they actually had us both down at one point, but I have a, had a self-res, so I picked up, then picked up Brad, then we just stayed hidden. That's when they parachuted over. Um, so then they took the stairs up instead. Um, Brad heard him running up. One of them came charging through. Brad shot him a few times, but that guy beat him. I shot that guy in the back and downed him. I heard the other guy coming up. I switched to my Finnick. He's coming up the last flight of stairs. I shoot him through the slats and the railing, and I'm crouched. I started firing first. I hit him with every bullet. He killed me. And I was very disappointed in the in that gun. I was very cranky. Now, we had had a couple losses that very similar situations had happened so i was extra cranky because of those but i was just mad um because i have so much faith in that in that gun um but i think i'm, I'm gonna have to just go back and mess around with other stuff like the ram 7 wasn't bad i i i like the growl but i don't know that i'm i'm gonna run the the finnick on there i haven't got the feel for it yet because i've picked up a couple I of them in match but the one that the the loadout they gave me isn't quite the same, so I, I think I'm gonna have to find something else for it, or just run. Something I, I else. have been very, very much enjoying the scar. That's I, I I never liked it in any previous ones because I mean it hits hard, but it bounces all the shit. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I mean there's a lot more options for controlling the recoil in in this one than there was in in previous iterations of the game. And uh, now that I have it so that it's controlled, it hits like a fucking truck. Uh, and it's I mean, it's accurate at range. Uh, but, man, even with an extended <laughs> extended magazine, it still only has 25 fucking shots in it. Man, let me tell you. when I, I don't know what gun I picked up. I think it was someone's personal one. And I think, I think it was the Bruin, but it might have been an in-game one. When I picked it up, and I, I know there's guns that you can have a 200-round clip, I'm pretty sure. But I picked up a gun that with a 150-round clip, I about peed. Because, like, 100 <laughs> rounds last forever, it feels like. So the fact that I had another half mag in this one magazine on this gun. Because um, there was a point where we were heading towards Airfield and we were by all those circle things. And I just, like, we saw people, and I just held down the trigger, and I just aimed. And whenever I saw, like, a person that ran off to the left, I didn't stop firing. I just moved the gun. And I was like, broke one, broke another one. And then you guys were like, down, down, team wipe. It's like, cool, awesome, great, let's keep going. As I took three hours to reload my gun while we found the next victims. <laughs> and then ultimately we lost that match, too. But that's not what it's about. It's about feeling good in the moment. Yeah. Which at the moment of losing, I don't feel good. None, none <laughs> of us. The moment do. of you, of you unloading a metric fuck ton of ordnance at somebody, I feel it great. Does feel good. <laughs> it does. It is an amazing feeling. I feel like rocket. Yeah. I'm just like da 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 da. da. <laughs> it feels so good.
Now I want a rocket skin. That oh man, could you could you imagine they just get they just do put, fucking crossovers put somebody in a marble. Well, but the thing is, they'd have to they just have to make a man size. So they either have to do like a man size rocket raccoon, or they'd have to make a furry. Which honestly, a man size rocket raccoon would probably be seen as a furry. Yeah, I'm wondering um, if so because they said Warzone is going to stick with every. Um, flagship Call of Duty game. I'm wondering if, because I guarantee you they won't just make a second map and keep the iteration because it'll make the Warzone file too big for all the free-to-play people. So I, I, I'm hoping um, that they, because they'll have to minimum change the weapons. I'm assuming they'll change maps with different games when they come out, which... With this Call of Duty that still has yet to be announced, but it's been leaked that it's Not probably Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. That makes that that sounds pretty cool because that means it'll probably be like all. Um, they got a couple options. Like they could go, they could go like. Um, they got a couple places they could go because they could go over in like the uh, 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 eastern part of the world, or depending on which parts of the cold war i mean there's also technically they just leave it in fucking verdansk because it's russia but they change it in a way to make it in the past i guess i don't i don't know but i i i want i want big changes i also just want a new map right now like i want everyone's always saying that they're building to some nuclear apocalypse within warzone that will lead to a new map which is or Kazakhstan or whatever the fuck it is, um, but I on we're getting so close to when a new Call of Duty is going to drop. I don't think it's going to happen. I I wish that uh, it would be nice to have two different maps. Like I I think it would be interest like have a uh, one map for the battle royale and then another map for plunder like that mm-hmm. game mode. Uh, but I, you, your point about the file sizes is, is, yeah, because <laughs> holy but, crap! But fucking PUBG has like four, uh-huh. four of the regular size ones, I think, and then they have like one smaller one. And by smaller, I it's it's marginally smaller. Um, it's a much quicker playstyle. It's their little jungly, swampy one. Um. But they have like a winter one, they have the regular one, and then I think there's I think there's another one. So maybe they have like three big ones and like one or two small ones or whatever. But PUBG started the fucking Battle Royale game. And that game's not very big, I don't think. I guess I haven't looked at the file size in a while. But I don't remember either. I know it wasn't big to start out when it was just the one map, but I mean I doubt they've added like really new weapons. I'm pretty sure most of their battle passes are usually just like money and guns or like uh, uh, character skins rather. Um, so you, I mean, you would think that, and obviously with COVID, like shit's crazy, like people working from home, so it's gonna be more difficult to get that content out, I guess. But they're pumping out seasons normal, which yeah. makes and me there think has to be development for those because you're getting weapons and skins and all that shit. And so. they're doing like light story in the background now, like with season four, I think. I don't think it was in season three. With season four, they have these little intel missions where, like, there's no cutscenes or anything. 
but they have to plant spots. I mean, they have to program into the game for every person. Like, they have to give code that, like, okay, you need to go to this spot and hold X on this item or square or whatever the PC button is to interact. Um, space? Uh, they have to do that for everybody. And those will those will be, like, five to seven steps long. And, I mean, they only give you experience or whatever, but it's telling a loose story of what's actually happening in verdansk and why warzone is a thing because it's supposed to be that like oh people were going in there and then people got power hungry and that's why everyone turned on each other and they released gas and you're trying to escape all the gas and blah, blah 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 like there's supposed to be a story behind it whatever i just want to go in and kill people and be number one um <laughs> but if they can do all that stuff why can't we have another map it, the, the the if if this I don't know day wise like I think it's like 40 something days for this to end which means it was it would end sometime I think in September um maybe in October but this call of duty modern warfare uh call of duty modern warfare launched in October which was really weird because it normally launches in November but this launched in October um, to compete with other stuff and also to stop it from competing with other things that were launching in November that year. So the window's closing. Like, if, if there's not a new map between this season and if there's a next season, then I don't think we'll get one in this Call of Duty, which sucks. <clears throat> but dims the brakes, I suppose. I, I, I kind of hope that they... I mean, there's some way to tramp, especially for like the free to play. That if they have put money into, you know, character skins and that kind of thing, I, it just seems silly to you know that you put the money in and then oh well a new game came out, so all the shit that you had is now is now useless. You know that you spent money on the Warzone stuff, but right. you know, I, so that you'd have skins for all these things. I imagine the the, blah, blah, blah. the only thing so they they'd have to find a way. I say have to. We would like them to find a way to probably compensate you for weapon skins. As far as character skins, I could see them just letting you have your old characters. And then, like, if you don't have them by the time they swap Warzone to the next thing, you can't buy skins for those characters anymore. But I could see them just having, like, instead of having the teams down at the bottom, they have a slot that's, like, legacy skins or whatever. And it just has all the ones that you own. And not the free ones, it has the ones that you bought. Because they're not going to take up space to give you the free skins. But they want to give you the ones that you bought. Weapons, I don't know that they could do your weapon blueprints. Because obviously that would unbalance the game. and so, Which also makes me think that they won't do skins. And they're just going to be like, sorry, you spent money on a game that you knew was going to become quote-unquote obsolete. But you told me it wasn't going to be obsolete, that's why I spent money on it. Anyway, um... I would assume they would let you keep character skins because that doesn't seem to be a problem. I mean, it would be weird. It'd kind of be funny to see perfect Putin running around in a cold war setting. <laughs> It'd also be fitting. Um, just make him a little younger. It per Perfect Putin. You mean the one with the goofy hair thing? That's messed up Putin. <laughs> he hit some hard times. He's real messed up. So, so messed up. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know how they're supposed to do it. I just know that's what they... I mean, they, they, the Activision and all the COD bigwigs 
said on a fucking earnings call, which people who have stock can listen in on and then they fucking spill the beans all over the place that Warzone, because of its popularity, isn't going to go anywhere when a new Call of Duty comes out. And it's not going to be directly related to Modern Warfare. It's going to be the Battle Royale that is tied to every new Call of Duty when a new Call of Duty comes out. So, and that's all the information they gave on it. So it'll, we'll, I mean, we'll know relatively soon. We're cooking through 2020 fast. So, um, speaking of which, um, as we're cooking through this uh, pre-show fast, uh, I told Brad I meant to message you guys. Um, officially, Microsoft is, uh, they, they just don't have a price, but they've officially said November is their launch window. So we don't know when in November but uh, I can't remember dude's name. Um, but he was in a... It was the same time they announced that Halo got delayed to next year. Because um, they, they did a one-two punch of saying, like, Halo's delayed to 2021, but console in November is, like, pretty cool or whatever. Because uh, they were trying to, like, soften the blow, I guess. Which a lot of people are upset about Halo. I told Brad that anymore, as I, as I get older, like, stuff getting delayed, it just means it's going to be better, like... Yeah, it sucks, yeah. but it's just going to be better for me. It means if I was going to play it, if I played Halo in November, I'd probably be mad. It'd be buggy. It wouldn't look how I want it. It wouldn't have these things. And I, I'd just be cranky about it. Whereas if they delay it, I'm going to be upset for a minute. I'm going to forget. Then in like three months, they're going to be like, hey, Halo comes out in two months. I'm going to go, oh, fuck. I forgot about Halo coming out this year. Yeah, I, I don't care. I, I played... Uh... Ah, oh, fuck. It was Halo 4. I know. Splashed water all over my glasses. But, so I'm not really super into into Halo. I I, I played the, the story in 4, but I was so out of context, I had no idea what was going on. Well, and... Uh, so. This one, I mean, <coughs> Microsoft, with the world they're building themselves into... Um... If you have Game Pass, it doesn't even fucking matter if you like it or not. You download it real quick, you try it, and you don't like it, fucking kick it off your system. Because every first-party Microsoft shit is all over that Game Pass. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, but, uh... So that's happening in November. And then I told Brad, it's not that big a deal to me, because Halo is like the flagship Microsoft game. I've got my glasses dirty, and I just fucking cleaned them, and that makes me mad. Um, but the Halo is their flagship Microsoft game. I mean, that's that's what they launched with the original Xbox. That was their thing to do. Um, that's what brought Microsoft into the console generation. Is they took Halo, the PC game, and put it on console. Blah blah blah. So I get it. But I told Brad, PlayStation doesn't have any flagship games either. And not that I'm trying to compare the two because they're each their own thing and they're each good in their own ways. Um, and they don't have to outdo each other. But there's no reason for Microsoft to try and push for a first party uh, launch date title because PlayStation's not worrying about it. PlayStation has a couple games that are supposed to be available on the 5 um, around the time of launch. I don't know of anything that's coming out like launch day. Uh, Microsoft, honestly, I think has the leg up because they're doing smart delivery stuff. So there's a lot of games. They're mainly like all the ones that come around around this time of year. But like uh, Madden and NBA and all that stuff you get the xbox one version you get the series x version for free when the thing comes out cyberpunk's doing the same thing um there's a couple other games that have already announced that but microsoft's pushing 
a ton um, for like any game that comes out on Xbox that's on the one to be available for free upgrade to the Series X. They're like really pressuring developers to not charge for like another copy or an upgraded version or anything. Um, almost in like a mafia bullying kind of way from a lot of the articles that I've, <laughs> I've seen out there. But I mean, the developers are still going to do what they want to do. They might just burn a bridge with Microsoft for future games. But the whole, this, this whole next generation is going to be a whole fucking thing. But I'm glad we have a November window date now. Um, yeah, because now we'll start now zeroing we can in just more. Just get a price, we'll get, so I can save up for it. Yeah, we'll get. Well, I'm sure we'll get prices. St- I, I, now knowing it's November, I mean, they have two and a half months, d- depending on their date in November, um, that they can give us the date and the price on both their systems because presumably i mean playstation could try and beat them to market but presumably ps5 will be november as well and they'll want to do it early in november so they can get initial launch sales they can get black friday sales and they can get christmas sales which i know covid is going to make things crazy as far as availability for things but with them still launching this year makes me think they have at least a sizable number of things that they can have manufactured in in the states and maybe that's why they're waiting maybe they are slowly building these things to build up their numbers and then they're going to announce things when they're like, all right, we're going to kind of do the cutoff of like, this is how many we have right now. So this is what we're going to work with. Keep making them. But we know we have like 7,000 systems to work with or whatever the hell, which is, I mean, it'll be way more than that, I'm sure. But it's going to be less than a typical launch year by a lot. No. Um, so I'm going to grab a drink. So if you guys want to do a bathroom break or anything like that, let's yep, do it yep. and then get started. Hold it up. All right. Okay. Anybody else? Nope. <clears throat> okay, I'm back. Yay. <sighs> Took longer than usual because I wiped off my stupid glasses.
Look at me. All right. So, real, mm-hmm. real quick, Nick, you guys get pre-orders for systems, don't you? Yep. Um, I can't remember offhand um, how much it is. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty positive that it's a fifty deposit, a fifty dollar deposit uh-huh. on a system. Depending on the price, though, I've I've seen this on games. I don't. I'm pretty sure for systems, it's always been a fifty dollar deposit. But I do know there have been things before that are a hundred dollar deposit, um, which has usually been pre-orders for like collectors editions that are fucking crazy and have some stupid crazy statue, probably because they want a solid commitment from people. But depending on how expensive the consoles are, I could see them getting pushed that that high. So I'm guessing it's going to be either fifty. Fifty to a hundred bucks. It's going to be one of those two. It probably won't be anywhere in the middle because uh, that would be a random number amount. Um, and then if it goes higher than that, that's fucking ridiculous. That means the console has to be crazy fucking expensive, or there's not going to be many of them, and they really, really, really want people to uh, be dedicated to it. So yeah, well, whatever you get but, notified, yeah, <laughs> let for sure. me know because I think I'm going to try to as soon as it starts start putting money on it. Yeah, that's that's what I want to do too. Which I, honestly, at this point, there's part of me that thinks I might try and just pre-order it in Bloomington, just because. Silent Bloomington. There's enough of those in the <laughs> contiguous United States. They don't know where I am, except I've told them our state. There's still plenty, I think. Anyway, um, yeah. Uh, but I, I will. I'm I'm keeping an ear out for it, and I'll I'll let. I mean, I'll let both of you guys know. Whenever I get information, I was actually late on the November window because it kept slipping my mind, and it wasn't that exciting. It's just we have a month now that we know. So, anyway, let's get into this stressful episode. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> stressful, ready? says Ken. I fucking know why. <laughs> I'm not, but I mean, we need to start sometime. All right. Last time on Rolling in the Geek, the team decides to leave the temple after their conversation with Arrow of Wrath. They make their way up and out of the temple and find their horses uneventfully and begin their travel back to Aramore. Along the route, they hear some noises off in the brush beside them on the trail. They veer off course to investigate and find a family of dire raccoons, uh, dumpster pandas. <laughs> Lanros wants to keep them, but Harkos steadfastly denies his desire. They feed them and continue on. They slash Lanros. <clears throat> they reach Aramore and get in without issue. The stable worker greets them and coyly asks for money for his services. They then ask him for a way to get through to the inner ring and into the Tyran temple. He tells them that Huey and Louie a pair of guards will let them get through if they drop his name, which is Dewey. Uh, they blend into the outer ring and meet with the guards who let them inside. In the middle ring, they find wanted posters with their faces, but Lanros and Harkos are so grotesquely drawn that it is difficult to recognize them. Phil's looks fairly normal, though. They go through an open gate into the inner ring and head to the Temple of Tear. The priest takes the chalice after Harkos confesses his falsehoods to the rest of the team. Phil seems to take this pretty hard. They all go down to the ritual chamber 
where Harkos and Phil have to speak a powerful memory into the chalice to provide reason for Trevor to come back. They both fill the chalice with memories, and the priest begins his ritual. And that is where we're going to call it for tonight. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, you know what? Do whatever you want. That's a simple fucking edit for me. So, <laughs> you, guys, you guys are welcome. Episode fifty-two was turning the dagger on the last cliffhanger. Congratulations. <laughs> you know he probably only did that because you whined so much. So uh, everybody, hate I whine that he's, much most episodes. He's at Rit Geek Brad. That's R I T G E E K B R A D on Twitter. Feel free to um, flame him into uh, the nether realm. At, at me. At me. I will uh, I, I will call so, out from that from that recap. I did not uh, pick up when I was so stressed last episode. My brain didn't register that he was talking about wanted posters, and I just, I instantly calmed down when he was like, "You two look disgusting." So like blah 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 blah. Just there, he was like, "Phil looks normal though." Didn't catch that at all. Last episode, <laughs> fucking horrified right now. Like for, for I, I got all the Trevor stuff going on in my head. I'm terrified now that we didn't grotesquely dismember Phil's face. <laughs> Not that we should have, but now hearing the fact that Ken's like, Phil's, I mean, they, they could have taken a snapshot. Uh, maybe I didn't call it out in the in the episode. I, it's possible that I well, did. That's, I, I'm not going to that's, say that. That is possible, but also that, that, that just, that makes it even worse, because that means I didn't think to ask, well, what about Phil? Is he on there too? And which, which I should have, but I was just, I was so in the moment of like not getting caught in town. And then you said that. And I just, I was like, nice, but also dismissed it because I feel like it was trying to lull me in a false sense of security. So I just, you know what that is? Suspension of disbelief, baby. Mm -hmm. You were in the moment. A hundred percent was. I always am. I'm, I, I get uh, too into it. So for as simple as my little, and that's where we'll call it for tonight thing was, I, I'm not proud to say I've been thinking about that all week about whether to do that or not. <laughs> and, and I was like, in the moment, it felt right. So I did it. <clears throat> I do that with editing I, sometimes. We'll, we'll record the show and I'm like, I like this idea. And I think about it until I get to that part in the show and then I test it and I either keep it or I hate it and it goes away and no one has to know about it. So I feel that. <laughs> okay. I, so at this point, after you're, you know, you're, you're traveling through the outer ring. Uh, well, you you getting into town, talking to the stable guy, going through the outer ring, getting into the middle ring, talking to the priest, et cetera, et cetera. I would say you're probably getting into like late morning, early afternoon ish. Mm -hmm. uh, so that just so that you kind of have a time frame of where you're at. But the priest begins this ritual. Uh, which seems fairly innocuous at first, uh, that he's just reading from the Tyran holy book. I I hesitate to say Bible, but uh, the the holy book of Tyr, that he's reciting passages from that. Uh, that seems like they mostly deal with uh, life post death, for you know like what calling into the Tyran kingdom in the afterlife, uh, speaking to Tyr's power uh, and his ability to, uh, to to judge those. 
who are worthy or unworthy. Uh, so, as I said, it starts fairly innocuous. And the the ritual itself takes a lot longer than you probably kind of felt like to start off with. Uh, but as time grows on, that this room becomes more and more turbulent. That there's chaotic energies leaping off of the the chalice and the uh, the pedestal that it's on starts to light up with runes that you don't remember being there when you gazed upon this thing the first time. Uh, winds start howling around the room and uh, blowing dust up off the floor and uh, maybe throwing around some small objects, but like to the point that you know you have to actually kind of brace yourself lest it blow you over. Uh, and I'm that kind of... I'm going to calm emotions the room. (laughs) (laughs) The chalice, sorry, the chalice. The ritual. Uh, So the ritual, the the chalice just goes, oh, okay. (laughs) And and is super chill now. The chalice produces a brown paper bag and begins to breathe heavily into it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, But that really kind of starts happening at about the half hour mark. Damn. I... that you, things start getting a little bit testy in here. Oh, God. But it, it is also at this point when things kind of start to get to their highest point that you start hearing things that aren't coming from you guys or the priests. Uh, oh, God. Well, that's terrifying. Oh, oh man, a little uh, little Dr. Pepper came up in my throat there. Uh, what is this voice? Start... What is this Dr. Pepper you speak of? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, uh, but you start hearing things that aren't coming from the priest or from you. There's whispers that you can hear in the wind. That as you're bracing yourself that you can hear just... I don't like this. Trevor. You're in your shop. Oh! <laughs> I, I thought... <laughs> okay. Uh, sorry. I You said Trevor, and I'm like, what's happening with Trevor? <laughs> Who Trevor? Trevor, you're in your shop. Uh, It's a fairly nice day outside, so you have all the you have all the windows open. You've got the door wide open. You've got a couple, uh, you got a couple of regulars that are in the shop right now that are kind of perusing around some of your stuff while you're you're putting the finishing touches on uh, uh, a flower vase that you've made for uh, a new customer. This is somebody that hasn't ordered from you before you're kind of aware of them around town but they've never come to you I love uh, new customers they uh they made a special order that uh their their daughter was getting married and so they wanted to have this vase made to uh to give to them as a wedding present uh nothing out of the ordinary for you it's fairly simple work uh but you know you're 
putting your heart and soul into it like you always did. Definitely double, double time. Because that's a wedding gift. It definitely needs more. All the little added touches for free of charge, of course. I. Uh, the one of the people that is in the shop, uh, they're looking at a, uh, like a, 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 crap. I had it in my head. What was I? What, what was I thinking? Oh, it's like a, a it's like a, a picture frame for a portrait. Uh, something that you made just kind of on a whim, and uh, like the lady picks it up and she looks over at you and, oh, how much for this? Oh. That was just a something to mess around with. Um, if if you really enjoy it, by all means, take it. Put a wonderful picture in it. No, oh, I I can't just take it. I I need to give you something. Yeah. Uh, whatever. You, uh, whatever you think it's worth. So she she looks it over and uh she takes her little like old lady has the two little clip things on the top coin purse. Uh, <laughs> and she, she pops it open. She kind of thumbs through the, the coins that she has in there. And she takes, uh, she takes five gold out and she brings it over to you and, and hands it to you. Oh, oh my. That's, that's quite a lot for this small thing. Oh, I can tell that it was made with love. <laughs> oh, I'd like to think that everything is, and is, quite fond of this well if it's not special then fuck you and give me my money back (laughs) she Uh, does not say that (laughs) (laughs) that's good because I was lost (laughs) I just wanted to fuck with you a little bit Uh, she she just gives you a big smile and and she kind of like tucks underneath her arm and she waves bye and and starts walking towards the Have have a lovely day Oh, and you too. And she, she leaves. Uh, the other person that's in there, they they seem to be more of a like nonchalant. They're just kind of looking through your wares. And after a few minutes, they walk out, and you're left in here by yourself. Uh, and so you you keep on working on this uh, on this special order piece. So you're getting close to the end of it. Uh, you're putting the finishing touches on and and getting it ready to uh, to hand or to you know. I don't know if you need to kiln fire it before it's finished or whatever seat, whatever way you use to seal it. Right. Uh, so that it's ready. I, uh, and you hear something that just like a, a whisper and you take a look around, but you don't see anything like there's nobody else in the shop. Huh. Uh, hello. But uh, you hear a, like uh, it's, Almost like a little bit of a high pitched, like a higher pitched voice. Uh, sounds a little unsteady, but you can't you can't quite make out what it's saying to you. Hmm. Um. <clears throat> yeah, I stop what I'm doing and you know like listen to, to what's going on 
Uh, so roll, uh, do you have Trevor's stats there with you? I sure do. Okay. Go ahead and roll uh, an investigation check for me uh, as you try to listen to this. 19 on the die. Okay. Uh, Which is all I have because I have nothing in investigation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Trevor. Uh, <laughs> uh, so let's do this. Uh, Harkos, heads or tails? Uh, oh. Tails. Okay. Uh, so... The, Trevor, this time you hear a different voice as you like really kind of start to like you quiet your mind a little bit and you just listen. Uh, that a breeze flows through your windows and you hear uh, a little bit of a deeper voice, but sounds a little bit less shaky. Uh, that you he, you hear uh, a man's voice say, "You made me want to be better." Um, and and who might you be? Harkos, roll a perception check. Okay. It's a 19 on the die, plus 2. <laughs> so it's 21. <laughs> but the 19 on uh, the die is uncomfortably fun. See, <laughs> see Brad knows that was Phil. <laughs> yeah, Nick knew uh, that the the high pitched unsteady voice was Arcos. <laughs> I I think that that's a fair description. I'm not upset for... about it. I just I was I was just I was thinking in my head. I was like, how do I incoherently speak as Arcos as like ambiance for this moment? And I I don't I don't do that because I can't. Arcos has to say words. And just, <laughs> doesn't sound right it just sounds like gobbledygook i uh, so harkos clear as a bell coming from the chalice you hear and who who might you be that is in trevor's voice that doesn't sound like trevor well i'm not trevor <laughs> so fuck you uh, so, so it's uh, top all this time has been passing. Like you said, all this stuff starts about like a half an hour in. Um, yeah. At this point, you're getting close to like the 40 minute mark of, of this continuous ritual. Harkos hasn't faltered in his, his interest in what's going on with the chalice. Like he's definitely, I would say been getting worried with all the crazy that's been going on, but he's, I mean, he's just been like eagle eyed, no pun intended on, uh, on what what's happening like over there with the chalice and like the different runes and everything crazy going on and so the moment that happens like i want to say that he kind of he kind of perks up but he's already perked so i would i i guess like he would just kind of seem even more invigorated and he's just trevor trevor it's it's harkos it's me i'm here uh harkos Make a uh, make a religion check. Uh, how about no? How about <laughs> how about no? It's not that bad. I mean, I have a plus one, so at least there's something. But hey, I'm a cleric and I have a plus two. Remember that nineteen? This yep. wasn't it. Take away about fifteen. <laughs> that, that's a four on the die plus one. I got a, I got a solid five. 
Uh, so Trevor, in response, you hear you just hear more of those uh, kind of incoherent whispers. Okay, so I'm going to carefully set down the pot and and put out the forge, druggy, and then and then re- <laughs> then really try to focus. Okay. <laughs> yeah, focus. So do you I say roll, anything, or so do you just it. try to listen? Uh, I I'll set the pot down. I'll put out mm-hmm. the forge, and once that's done, I'll I'll sit down and I'll say, "Okay, who whoever you are, I'm listening." Uh, Harkos, you you hear that? I'll. Just keep your previous check for the investigation. Thank you, that's very kind. <laughs> it, it, Trevor, it's, it's me, it's it's Harkos. I, it, how, how can you hear me, but you can't hear me? I don't... I know you're very far away, but if... if I'm trying to get you to come closer, I need... There's a lot of bad about to happen, and we... we the, I need... We need your help. Uh, so Trevor, go ahead and make a uh, go ahead and make a uh, either investigation or perception, whichever one you feel. We'll go in. perception because I have a plus four in that. Damn. That's a nat twenty plus four. So after putting out the uh, after putting out the forge and kind of stopping your work, you hear his voice again ring out. It, it in your in your ears is just clear as a bell but it's followed by this breeze that comes through and it kind of rattles rattles your your window shades and that kind of stuff okay uh, but you oh. hear exactly who it, what he said but what i need you to do is go ahead and roll me a constitution saving throw i will do that but let me ask you a question mm-hmm. considering the situation you put me in Mm-hmm. Do I know who Harkos is? Not at this very moment. Okay. That's what I assumed with the whole situation going on. But mm-hmm. so Constitution. I didn't forewarn you about that because I wanted you on edge. Con- you said Constitution? Yes. Save? Yes. That's another nat 20 on the die with a plus three. Okay. Listen here, you shit. <laughs> no, no, hang on, hang on. I can clear this up. His dice heard the Trevor, you're in your shop, and they're like, "Oh fuck, we gotta make up for the train." Because <laughs> you want to know what he didn't roll a single fucking time. Any, <laughs> anything any, in double digits. Anything over a fourteen, which would have saved his fucking life. I didn't roll double digits at all. No, no, think. you didn't. The save was you, lower you, than you that. Didn't, you didn't. You didn't roll double digits until it didn't matter. <laughs> no 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 that's not what it was it was um it was the next session that's what it, it was it was Landros's first roll was exactly what you needed to do to stay alive not including death saves when i was when i was fighting you that's what it was it was Landros's first roll as a character was the single number that trevor needed to make to not fucking die not including the horrible death saves you made to break your fucking charm while i was beating the shit out of you and you couldn't fucking do it until you were somebody else. Anyway, the dice are making up for that. Maybe. We'll see how the night continues. I called them out now, so shit's about to get bad. Yeah, thanks, Nick. You're welcome. 
Ken did it first. Ken yelled at them. I said nice things. Anyways. Ken? No! Should we pause? Yeah.
Can you hear me at all? Okay. Uh, so a previous session of audition quit unexpectedly. You may open the recovered session. Now I just hit open, right? Okay, open. Do you want me to try to report this and then start a new one? rebuilding it as we speak. Okay. Export. Well, just we'll we'll figure it out tomorrow. But uh, okay, I am going to hit the button now. Yeah, okay. I'm on pause. All right, I am also unpaused. All right, well, Brad, what time is it? I don't know, Nick. What time is it? Twelve thirty-seven. All right. All right. So where were we? Uh, I just I ranted about some shit. And then we can I just, just continue on. I just rolled a nat twenty again with a plus three constitution for your your concept. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I uh, so reflexively, your hand goes up and goes up to your forehead as you kind of grasp it in pain. Uh-huh. Uh, but the pain goes away, but the cause of it does not. Uh, that suddenly. You're flooded with just a whole host of memories. Oh. Of things that have happened. Like, it's bits and pieces. It's not all together. So, so it jumps, you, jumps around and all that fun yeah, stuff? Yeah, I mean, it's certainly not, it's certainly not in order. Uh, so you're not, like, experiencing everything, like, you know, from the time that your shop burned down to, you know, when you died, that it's bits and pieces 
Uh, but then that that pain subsides, and then you are kind of left reeling from these these memories. Uh, but the memories don't quite make sense because you're here in your shop. Like, why? Where did all that stuff come from? If if you're here, uh, what's going on? But it's it's at that moment that you there's a knock. Uh, and there's a uh, uh, man that's standing in the doorway. Uh, has a long gold robe on. I oh. uh, that he says, "Hello, uh, Trevor." Right? Uh, yes. Uh, welcome, sir. Sorry, I'm uh, slight headache. Oh, well. Uh, is this a bad time? No, no. By all means, come right in. I've, I've dealt with worse. Uh, well, I'm I'm actually here to pick up a piece that you were working on uh, for my mother-in-law, or my soon-to-be mother-in-law, <laughs> as it were. Oh yes, um, it's almost finished. I I took a quick break and let me fire things back up. You can be part of the process. Oh well, that sounds lovely. I uh, uh, she was very excited about this. I uh, I look forward to seeing the completed product. Oh, I'm also very excited. It oh, it makes me so happy to think of where it's going. Well, uh, well, uh, uh, if there's anything that I can do to lend a hand, then please let me know, but I'll um, I'll just I, stand here and watch I, if you yeah, I don't, if that's what you I need. I don't think uh I don't think I'll need any assistance, but you de- definitely can watch if see how it's finished up. So I'll go back to doing get everything fired up again and okay uh so as you get uh, this guy kind of comes up and and he stands close to you uh like i said he's wearing this long uh golden robe uh-huh. uh but you you can kind of see his facial features a little bit more that he looks old beyond the years that the rest of his face would make it seem uh, he seems both old and young at the same time like He's got a little bit of gray in his beard and uh, in in the the sides of, of his hair, uh, which almost blend in. Uh, it, at a di- they more or less blend in at a distance, but when he's up close, you can see is because he has just very blonde, uh, almost yellow hair. Hmm. Uh, but he, he comes up and he stands next to you and, and watches as you're putting the finishing touches on, on this piece. Uh, so you finish up what you need and you kind of turn to look at him. Uh, and he just stares straight into you. He says, Trevor Ironjaw. Yes, that's... This... I am sure that you felt it. There's no need to hide. Um, hide, uh, hide what? The, the voices you heard them calling to you. Uh, I, uh, yeah, yes. How, how would you know? Let me 
stir the rest of those memories. And he puts his pointer and middle finger onto your forehead. And that jarble of memories then sort themselves out very quickly. And it's it's very much the same sensation as you experienced before. Uh, it's a little less painful, but it's just as disorienting. <laughs> a little less painful. A little less painful, but just as disorienting. Uh, as It's almost like taking a, a deck of cards and putting them all in order when they were when they had just been shuffled but doing it inside of your noodle instead of you know on a table youch that yeah that sounds terrible <laughs> uh but after a few moments that again that sensation passes and and now now you remember now you remember from when your shop was burned down to the moment that you died and you remember you remember the voice that the voice that you heard that that was Harkos and that was Phil, your compatriots, these people that you fought alongside, that you fought against something evil. And he takes a he takes a, a beat and he lets you kind of readjust. And when your eyes kind of become not crossed again, uh, and he can see that you're a little bit more put together. He puts his arms out and points to the, the your shop. And he says, this, Trevor Ironjaw, this is your reward. My. You served and you died. And this is the, this is what you can have. This life that you can live this this happiness forever but if you cannot resist this call i will not stop you but i really want you to think about this trevor iron jaw this is not a decision I want you to jump on immediately. You were happy here. This is the life that you deserved, not the one that was thrust upon you. I mean, do I really deserve it if my friends still need me for things that are not finished Trevor Ironjaw men and women and everything in between have served and died generations upon generations upon generations and always when they're gone do they feel that the fight cannot be won without them that without them, whatever they were trying to do just stops. Oh. In the time since you've passed, your friends have done great things already. And some bad things, but that's neither <laughs> here nor there. <clears throat> they have accomplished things that they probably would have if you were there or now not. Either way, 
everything presses on. Oh. Please don't think that uh, I believe that things would stop without me. But there must be a reason. The reason is, is that you made a great impact upon the people that you touched while you were there. And so they don't want to let go. Just as I don't want to let you go back into the world. Unless it is truly what you desire. You are loved, both in the mortal plane and here. The people that come into your shop are not just figments of your imagination. They are not merely memories. That These are other people that have served me in past and are living their lives in tandem with, with yours and with every servant, again, for generations back. But if you choose, you may pass, and you may go back into the mortal plane. It is up to you. If, if I do choose to go back, am I giving up my place here oh by no means you were bound to me as I am bound to you that only by extreme will and force would I be able to wrest the powers that I have gifted to you hmm May I, may I have a moment? Would you like me to leave? Um, you don't have to leave. Well, why don't I peruse your wares while you take a, while you take a moment? I uh, and he turns and he goes and starts. He's genuinely looking, like he's looking through and and like inspecting the pieces that you have up on display. I, uh, and and really kind of taking in your your artwork uh harkos yes suddenly the winds die uh there are still crackles of energy coming off of uh coming off of the chalice but the priest stops his recitations and he looks up at the chalice he looks over at you and he says your call was heard but now we just have to wait for the answer. Yes, of, of course. As long as... Um, as long as the possibility still remains, I, I, I'll, I'll be here. One of two things will happen. One, uh, if you see the chalice fade then the call was denied 
but if it is accepted, then you'll know. So Trevor, back to you. So what's what's Landrose doing in all this, by the way? No, you know, I want to put your mind into a schism and <laughs> be in two separate bodies at once. Oh, that must what, be terrible. All this? <laughs> um, I think he would be staying near Phil and, and kind of giving Harkos whatever space he needs. I, I think it'd be, he'd stay near Phil just because of the fact that, you know, how Phil's kind of reaction was in the beginning. And and like I said, they'd give Harkos his space because technically he's not part of this. Uh, so Phil stays near you, uh, and he seems to be listening very intently. Landros, uh, by the way, did not hear those like the the things that were being said. He, he didn't hear the the whispers on the wind and that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. That he just experienced the turbulence but he didn't get the uh he didn't get the rest of it. Rude. Uh, it's because the the connection was between Right. Harkos and Phil and, and Trevor. And again, I'm not wanting to downplay Landros's importance, but No, uh, no, I got you. Yep. Okay. Uh but Trevor is back to you. So I'm going to walk around like my forge area and bedroom and, and I don't need to go around the shop because I think, yeah, he, he's, you've spent, you've spent plenty of time, yeah, there, but definitely, I'm sure, but definitely the forge area, just kind of running my hands across everything and taking it all in. I, mm. uh, and now that your memory has been restored, uh, everything about this shop, everything about this home is, is, precisely what you remember that there's not there's not a, a piece of dust or a, a tool or anything that's out of place it is an exact recreation of what it was before the fire wonderful so i'm i'm going to like i said walk around through there and i'm gonna check my chest that i stored my hammer in when I made it. Uh, the hammer is not there. Okay. Just wanted to see. Uh, you, you remember the hammer and I mean that that the the chest is there and everything, but yep. I was just curious. The, the hammer's gone. So while I'm in there, I'm gonna sit down on my bed and I'm gonna focus for a second. And I, I'm going to say Hakos, can you can you hear me? Uh, Harkos, you hear it. Yes, yes, Trevor, I, I hear you. <clears throat> Ooh, give me a second, I gotta compose. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. Strong men also cry. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) sucks don't it (laughs) it's it's very very hard to prep a voice 
when you're tearing up a little bit. Ah. Gosh. Okay. God damn it. This is going to be a rough episode while Brad and Nick blubber oh, through their God. character voices. Just use it. Just use the emotion. <laughs> it's not that. It's it's hard to make a voice. <laughs> I think the audience will forgive a little bit. <laughs> Whoo, man! Whole new respect for voice actors here. Ah, <laughs> huh. uh, I, I miss you, my friend. As you can probably guess by the current happenings, it is the same on this end from from all of us that are still here. Phil and I both miss you greatly. Yeah, I'm I'm still here too. Yeah, <laughs> I I miss you too, Phil. I will not leave him out again. I'm not I'm not going to twist that dagger. I, I hear things have been, um, interesting. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah that, that's a word for it, I suppose. <laughs> if, uh, if you don't mind my asking... I I figured out some of it at least, but is what? Why exactly did you did you uh, call for me? <sighs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> So it makes me happy we're not streaming this. Okay. Man. <clears throat> Don't worry up. Don't worry, audience. It'll be fine. We'll be fine. If you wanna join our Patreon, we're gonna need money for new equipment <laughs> after all the water work. <laughs> oh Lord. Um Oh mm. god. Mm. Center. Um, <laughs> good luck. I I'll, I'll be honest, because I've been finding trouble, and I'll kind of make a side glance at Phil at, at doing that when I should lately. Um, I, I would love to tell you that we've been 
struggling greatly and have mountains of issues that we just can't surpass without you and 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 that your lack of being here has caused more bad than good but that's it's not entirely true i mean we've done some things and we've we've been all right but on it's it's more of a the personal thing trevor i I, I didn't, I didn't stop and come back for you or Phil on the train, and Phil, Phil made it out, and I can't help but think that if if I would have tried, Trevor, I, I don't have many friends. You're probably one of the first, which is sad to say, <laughs> as as I'm as old as I am for for what I am, but. I don't want to keep doing this without you. I've, I've been, I've been blind and, and I just, I had to try. I, I'm not ready to, to let go. We're the B team, man. Exactly. I was so blind. I, I disallowed Phil from, from missing you with me. And then I I will I'll actually break oh god I'll break <laughs> I'm I'm fucking I'm I'm balling over here um, <laughs> I will uh, I'll break from from looking at the chalice and I'll turn to Philip and I know the time is um, soon coming that that we need to fix what I did but Phil I need you to know I I didn't think about what I was doing and I'm I'm very sorry. And then I'll turn. I'll turn back. Uh, Phil, <clears throat> you can feel him looking at you from the mm. side, and he says, "I, I can understand why you didn't tell me this is what you were wanting to do, but you." brought me into this and if you want me to be in it then you need to let me and he was not only just my friend too he was my inspiration my reason to be stronger and I'm not angry at you for hiding it I'm hurt that you wouldn't ask me to help in the highest capacity that I can but Trevor We we went through 
some stuff to get just the chance to get you back because I think it's not just us that needs you I think that Riven needs you too I feel oh. like I'm playing both sides of this fucking <laughs> coin that's your job though that's yeah <laughs> it just feels it feels dirty <laughs> we need that always sunny meme be like I'm playing both sides that way no matter what happens I come out on top Mac you shouldn't tell us that you shouldn't tell both sides you're playing both sides <sighs> I Trevor I you can see I the the man with the gold robe who you've figured out by now Numerath. Numerath. I had to ask Nick for his name because I wrote it down somewhere <laughs> and I couldn't fucking find it. And I'm like, I don't know it! I about started yeah. shuffling through my notes and he, I was like, wait, what was the lyric in the song? And then... He can wait his fucking turn. Uh, I'm not done yet. That he, you, you can <laughs> see Jesus. him uh, that he kind of takes a peek into your room and he goes, oh, okay. Uh, and he turns around and he leaves. Phil, you are an extraordinary person. Looking up to me seems silly, but it's it's flattering. I'm I'm glad I made an impression. Arcos, no matter what you would have done, I don't believe there was any saving me on that train. Things just weren't meant to happen, I suppose. And I'm going to go quiet. Um, I'm going to get up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go and grab some materials. I'm going to go over to my forge and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to use my spiffy forge cleric ability to make something, you know, relatively quickly. And uh, I'm going to walk over to Numerath with the thing that I made. Because I'm not telling you what it is yet. Mm-hmm. And Numerath, I've. I've I think I've made my decision although it is a a tough one Uh, he just kind of stares at you expectantly 
He's waiting for your answer. Um, if if you would follow follow me. He he nods. I'm gonna walk outside of the shop. Okay. I. Uh, it this is is where your uh, your heaven kind of starts to break down a little uh-huh. bit because it's conjoined with multiple different heavens uh-huh. that you see houses that don't fit in with you know what you remember from your town uh so you've got you know houses from all kinds of different places you've got swamp huts everything from that all the way to mansions that are all conjoined in this as you stare out this seemingly infinite landscape okay so once we're outside i'm gonna turn and look at him i'm going to say i appreciate everything that you've done for me and it's an honor to do what i can and i'm gonna turn to the side of my door and put what i made up on the wall which is a very fancy sign that says out for lunch. <laughs> he he looks at the sign and he looks back at you and he says, so does this mean that uh, my you will be going? Yes, my, my family needs me. Okay, I just teared up. <laughs> uh... So he, he looks at you and he puts a he puts a hand on your shoulder. Uh and he he nods and he kinda looks down for a moment. A little not dejected, but you know, just a little sad. Uh I understand, Trevor Ironjaw. You You made neither the right nor wrong decision. You made you made your decision. And I will let you go. Thank you. Very much. May I leave you with one parting piece of wisdom, my friend? Please, by, by all means. You must beware my kin and kind there are discrepancies in the typicalities of what I am and those who are of my type that is unfortunately all I can say I will Keep that in mind. Yeah, he takes his hand off your shoulder and he takes a couple of steps back and he says, Well, answer. Answer the call. Nobody answered the call! <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> And not Harkos. I'm, okay. I'm <laughs> so I'm, what, 
I don't. Basically, all you need to do is just accept. Oh. Just mentally accept I, that you want to go back. He is definitely mentally accepting. Hey, so from above you, you can see uh, a beam of radiant light come down around you. Uh, and then everything just kind of goes white. And Harkos and Landros. And uh, Phil. And Phil, and but Phil. I'm, I'm not going to speak to myself in the third Don't person. Don't worry, I'll never forget about him again. Uh, <laughs> uh, there, from in front of the chalice, you see a fissure start to form in reality. So, so uh, Landros interposes himself between it and <laughs> Phil out of sheer habit. Harkos uh, fights really hard as not to fissure, like, step towards it. Uh, as the, you see this fissure open a little bit, you're, you have to kind of avert your eyes from this blinding light that's starting to pour out from it. Uh, but it widens and lengthens, and then you see a figure step out. And as that rift starts to close, you see... The tall, toned, balding form of Trevor Iron Jones. I'm going to Cassie him. <laughs> Brad, you are no longer Lanros. You are now Trevor. Lanros is mine. <laughs> I'm more uncomfortable by that somehow. <laughs> I've been fighting for this moment and I knew something like this was potentially on the horizon and suddenly I am um, <laughs> not okay with it now. I want to go back to what Ken and I talked about before we started recording where we just pop Landros's D-cell out and just leave him down here to get covered in cobwebs <laughs> for when you inevitably kick it again. <laughs> when, when my dice inevitably fail me again. Yeah, and then we just come back to the tomb and boot him back up. Um, so, uh, Trevor, you see uh, a winged mass of monk come flying at you. Oh, dear! <laughs> I attempt to catch him, although I think everything would be a little off I, at the moment. I think you're still you're you're still very disoriented yeah. from going from a metaphysical realm to a physical realm, uh, and so he just he just bowls you over. <laughs> Oh my! Yeah, uh, that's something I didn't miss. Pain, yes, pain. Uh, oh I'm, I'm, dear, I'm I sorry. You, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I'll like stand up and help Trevor back up. Soon as soon as uh, you help me back up, the, Trevor's gonna give him a huge hug too. <laughs> oh, I I uh, missed you, friend. You hear uh, a a thud. As uh, the priest who is performing the ritual then collapses uh, after everything kind of starts to get back to normal. That you can see he's just exhausted and he just falls over. So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look uh, and notice that. And I'm going to look back at Trevor and go, I am... Um, I... 
I have I have lots that I, I need to tell you, but um uh don't 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 you dare go anywhere. And then I'm gonna look at Phil and go Phil Trevor's back. But I need to see about helping this man and I'm gonna I'm gonna step upstairs and, and try to get some people's attention and let them know that the dude just exhausted himself into collapse. I and so you run upstairs, uh, Trevor, a large, uh, animalistic man, uh, adorned with bones, steps up to you and, and, uh, says, hi, I've, uh, heard quite a bit about you. Um, I, I'm, uh, I'm Lanro's bone chewer. Yeah, Trevor Ironjaw. It's good to meet you. I I would say I I would like to say I've heard much about you, but I I have not. I've been away. Yes, you've been dead. Eh. I hope that's not too blunt. <laughs> um, no, nope. It's you're spot on. Hmm. Uh, he he kind of turns and uh like lets Phil come in but Phil comes in and, and uh, he starts talking to you uh, as uh, Harkos comes back um, down with a uh, uh, a couple of priests who then kind of wrap arms around the, the head priest here and start taking him back so, upstairs so Phil just kind of steps over and starts talking yeah uh, fi- Phil, yeah. Phil, yeah. Phil, well, Phil welcome back th- th- um, thank you fi- Phil I'm, I'm going to step up and give him a big hug too I Oh, oh, okay, cool. All right. Uh, he, he hugs you back and kind of wipes away a, a couple of tears. Uh, and well, it's uh, it's good to have you back, Trevor. Uh, I think I think Harkos might have cracked without you. <laughs> I'm sure you all were were fine without me, but I'm nope. happy to be back. <laughs> Happy to be back. Uh, so, but, Harkos, when you went upstairs, you kind of noted this This ritual took a very long mm-hmm. time. Uh, and so you're starting to get mid-afternoon slash, like, early evening. Um, speaking of uh, being, being speaking back, of, um, where are we? Harkos, if you want to answer. Oh that. right, yeah. Um, um, this is the Eremore. Um, we're we're in a uh, Tyran temple in in Eremore. Oh. Huh. Yeah, there's a uh, there's quite a bit that we need to uh, catch you up on. Uh, like uh, our our uh, our blessed champion friend, Ansaga. Yeah, not so much the Ansigar part. Um, that's the only blessed champion that I am uh, aware of. Well, <laughs> funny story. Uh, so he he explains the the bit with Ansigar to you. Uh, since I, I it sounds it seems like Harkos is kind of just dumbstruck right now that he's yeah like, no he's not ready for yeah. yet. 
but oh uh, oh my I, I i i harcos will manage to muster at the end though um that uh he he did um in in my opinion he he earned the namesake but he he made a point that we we could use the actual namesake to do more but I, I do hope we <clears throat> run into Alcanor again in the future. He's he's as B-teamy as they get. That's wonderful to hear. It's I'm kind of excited to meet Alcanor. And what of this big fella? How'd you guys meet up with him? He um he was he was on the train at the, at the at the back. He he helped um dispatch the uh, the rest of the problems and helped us get people in the back of the train through the broken car to safety and he's just kind of hung around not that his his company's been unwanted or anything but he's 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 been with us since since we made it here oh well it seems as though you were meant to come across each other it would seem that would way, say, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's like there was a open spot in the party and <laughs> had to be filled by somebody. It's weird how that happens. I uh, <laughs> well, I hear the food here is wonderful. Perhaps we can go grab a bite to eat. In some places, I haven't. In some places. Hmm. Uh, let's just let's just stay in the the not disease ridden parts of town. Oh yes, yes, definitely. Um. Well, there is a small problem with with that. Um. Oh. We kind of stick out in the nicer parts of town for a few reasons. One very obvious one and one not so obvious. Um, and hmm. why might that be? Well, the, a few days ago, there there was an issue with um, a very uppity innkeeper who <laughs> was attempting to charge us an arm and a leg for rooms. And we showed up late in the evening and attempted to probably not so kindly ask for discounted rates and I may have been 
less than kind because I had we had been through a lot and I don't deal with this kind of crowd and there was an incident with guards and our friend Landros here may have killed one and we may have run away from the police to go to a temple to save you that's just something that we um have yet to atone for I say we he there. us as a group but it, it was it wasn't something we had talked about before I getting into a fight with innocent people maybe maybe it's the being dead thing but did you say killed a guard and ran away and and then brought me back to the to be specific I killed a guard which I am still not convinced that was the wrong course of action <laughs> well we we didn't ask him not to oh. it, it wasn't they attacked wasn't us so, well I was waving this around and I'm gonna like half pull the nasty arm out of my bag Oh my! Yeah, big chunk of a big chunk of skin just sloughs off of it and lands on the ground. Oh, I I don't miss that smell. Oh, um, it is it is getting it is getting on this on the bad half of right. Oh, I'm, I'm, oh, oh my! I might need to find a, a bin. Mm, something that oh, I kind of forgot oh, it was there I, until the I. Felt uh, very angry. I think I'm going to lose my lunch, and I don't even know when the last time I ate it was. I uh, but go ahead and roll uh, perception checks for me. There's my low numbers. That's an eight. Oh, for fuck's sake! Uh, I'm mad at you. I got a seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's not horrible. 17, 17 total? Okay. I, so, I, Harkos, I, it, you and Phil almost uh, around the same time both kind of notice something that you notice nothing. Uh, there's not, like, any kind of noises from upstairs. Uh, there's, like, the, the typical din of people, you know, working around and chanting and, and saying their prayers and, and these kind of things that you notice that, that that's all just gone. Oh, my. I know where this is leading, and I don't like you already. Um, any, anyone else not hear that? Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a little... A little odd. Typically, we were hearing people doing stuff, and it's a little too quiet. Ooh. And we're not even in like woods for it to be too quiet. Well, time to jump you back into things, I suppose, friend. And uh. Harkus is going to go to turn for the stairs and he's like going to reach back for his spear and then go, oh, I almost forgot. You 
you'll probably be needing this, and I'm going to give Trevor his hammer. Take, obviously, take it. Yeah. It, it feels it feels good to have it back. You didn't even oh. realize that you missed it until you held it again. Oh, this. This feels right. So do you, uh, do you all head? Yeah, carefully, yeah. slowly. Right. Uh, so you head up, uh, and the first thing that you notice is that the passed out priest is just laying in the middle of the floor in uh, in the room as you go up. It's like he just got dropped there as they left him. Oh my. Is there is there anything in his little office that we could place him on that's not his office no, chair? No, but no, yeah, I there there's chairs and stuff in here. There's a like benches and, you know, like some some furniture that he could be placed upon. Uh, I'll gesture that we should do that like at least get him like up on a bench so he's not just on the freaking floor not that the bench is going to be any more comfortable but at least when he wakes up he won't feel like sack of potatoes <sighs> now landros comes up and just scoops oh, him oh. and drops him on a drops him on a bench a little a little too okay. Oh, okay oh thank you Uh, so do you exit out from here? Uh, yeah, do a little little peeksies. Okay. You peek out into the uh, the main like worship center uh, in this temple, and uh, there is not a soul in here. I don't think that's what a temple should look like. There's it's not what it looked normally. like when we came in. Ah. So I suppose we should go here. look. Yes. It's, yep. This is about on par. Uh, so you uh, you walk towards the exit. Uh, the door into the temple has been just left open. I uh, oh, you walk shit. outside. Okay. And you see streams of people. Going Just to the cathedral. Staring uh-huh. straight ahead, walking towards the temple. Walking towards the, the central cathedral in town. I'm going to venture a guess here and say this is one of the problems that you were speaking of. This is the problem. Um... And Wonderful. I'm gonna I'm gonna start like kind of I guess uh, I'm gonna gesture that okay this is one of the problems and we we need to go I can I can try and explain on the way and I'm gonna start to Harker's gonna start to pick up some speed towards the the place that everyone else is going on foot because okay. uh, I don't want to outrun everybody if I'm gonna try and mansplain to Trevor. 
Uh, so you start you start heading towards the the cathedral, uh, and you hear a pop next to you uh, as Zuriel appears. Oh my! What? Oh, she's done. Uh, hmm. And as soon as she appears, she falls down to a knee. Uh, you can see one of her arms uh, is looks like it's badly broken. Uh, that like the muscle is just hanging. I'm like you can see that like like something snapped. I'm going to... like the bone isn't necessarily broken, but yeah. something is something is not. Connected. I'm going to go over. Like, be like, oh, oh my, I can, I can help with this, and I'm gonna cure wounds or arm. Okay. I, uh, so you you drop some cure wounds into her, and you can see the muscle like lengthen and reconnect, and you hear a pop ah, as oh something reconnects. I uh, uh, and she looks up at you, and she her, she has bags under her eyes it looks like she hasn't slept she looks exhausted and and just looks like hell and she looks up at you and she's well you weren't who i was trying to get to uh, uh, who are you who? trying to get to i was a feathered guy oh, i'm gonna pop up over his shoulder hello oh there hey. he is hi you don't look so hot Nope. Nope. <laughs> Did you figure anything out? Because, and I'm going to glance at the cathedral, uh, I think we're out of time. Uh, so she holds up uh, a shiny metal box. And she says, yep, I got, I got presents. Yay. I'm going to. What's in the box? Uh, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go to the the side that she's down on her knee and, and try and like help uh, brace her to her feet, like over the shoulder type thing of, of trying to kind of help her stand and and ask, can can you explain? Well, do we do we need to be there or uh, let's. Uh... Let's start. Let's start making our way towards uh, Death Central over there. Uh, oh, and uh, let's go and hunt us a dragon. Oh, and that, my friends, Meet me is where we'll go ahead and call it for tonight. That was an intense oh. one. Yeah. What gave you that inclination? Was it? Was it the the moist recording spaces? Phew. <laughs> Gosh. All right. Well, uh, thank you all very much for joining us at our table. If you like what uh, you're listening to, we would humbly ask that you support us uh, through one of our uh, various means. We have... Uh, the, the first way is through Patreon. Uh, we are good little warlocks, and we offer up sacrifices to our patrons. 
uh, depending on the tier that you choose. We have different presents that we can give to you. Uh, if Patreon is not your thing, you could do something as simple as just buying us a coffee. Uh, if you go to ko-fi.com, search for Rolling in the Geek, you can do a one-time donation there. So, Brad... Where can these fine folks get in touch with us? You can subscribe to us on our website at rickgeekpodcast.com to keep up with all things Rolling in the Geek or on any of your favorite ear bacon stations. Also, we're very active on Twitter. And recently, we've been super active in the Underground Oracle publishing uh, Discord chat. If you'd like to speak to us and a bunch of other really cool people, uh, feel free to hop in there if you need an invite. Let any of us know, and we'll get you right in. Thank you very much, Brad. Nick, this week you are the sound arcane trickster rogue. With your deft editing fingers, you're able to create the illusion that we are much, much better than we actually are. <laughs> I always like the self-deprecating <laughs> stuff that I throw in here. Because it compliments you, but also insults myself. Uh, so, with that in mind, can you please conjure up your mage hand and have it bring us up over something uh, fun to go out on? Yeah. Yeah, I think I could uh, I could do that. Um, just taking it all in. Uh so hootie who from Nick and Harkos as uh, Nick specific uh, as is apparent by the podcast episodes has been striving very much towards this goal. So Nick is uh, very happy to bring Trevor back to you in episode fifty two. Um, <laughs> and I guess we'll just have to wait and see uh, what chaos will unfold in episode 53 um which is roughly year two of rolling in the geek um i'm i'm gonna be the a-hole to canonically pull back the curtain here we're not quite to a year at time of recording but this is gonna come out right around a year and it has been a roller coaster of a year um we should have an episode coming to you shortly uh, where it's it's more podcasty than D and D podcast, where we're just gonna shoot the shit uh, about the past year in game in real life uh, with you guys and everything. So look forward to that. It's gonna air around uh, October 11th is the is the aim because that is our one year anniversary. Um, I believe it's a Sunday, so it'll be a weird upload day. But we wanna we wanna be ritualistic about it because we're weird. Um, <laughs> so look forward to that um and i i had a i had a long thought about what song to do tonight for episode 52 for for the end of the year and um air quotes and i i started this show out uh with with uh parody making fun of our name as a joke with with a little lady called Miss Adele. Here here's a snippet. Hit it, editor Nick. Hope you enjoyed that um, little piece. And so I thought, what better way to bring us full circle on the year mark than 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 to throw more Adele out there? So this whole thing 
the parodies started as a I bet you I can do it to the guys and then episode two rolled around and we were getting ready to record and King goes you got a song and I went oh that's an every week thing <laughs> and, and here we are 52 main episodes later uh, without further ado um, happy one year guys <clears throat> hello fellow geeks I've decided that to end the year, it's Adele that I would sing. Bring us back <laughs> to the beginning. There's been so much that has happened, it's hard to believe. Hello to the B team. They are still our favorite people, but their number's down to three. But they push forward and fight. It's the only thing they know that can help bring back the light. It's been a long road for all of us and a bunch of parodies. <laughs> Hello from three guys. Been recording every Friday night <laughs> to tell you stories. Of Harkos and Trevor, and also share tales of Elias and Nate. Hello from Ken, Brad, and Nick. Excuse us while we dry our eyes right quick. Wrote this before now, thinking that a year would be emotional. Not We just hope you've enjoyed this year of content. And we thank you for listening. We can't wait to keep bringing you more. And and, and we mean it. We're, we're very excited to keep this journey rolling in the geek for you guys. <laughs> Love you all so much. Stop and record. Stop and record. Stopping it. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.